The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast. Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. February 2004, Mara Murray empties her bank account, drives four hours from school, crashes her car, and vanishes. Join the search as an investigative reporter uncovers new evidence, interrogates new witnesses, traces down new leads in this riveting new investigative series. The Disappearance of Maura Murray, Saturdays, 7, 6 Central, and 9, 8 Central on Oxygen, the new network for crime. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. Police are now calling the death of a Valley kindergarten teacher a homicide. Catherine Gorosmi disappearing last month after bailing Charlie Malzahn out of jail. Police believe she died shortly after that, and he continued on a crime spree across the state. They had some kind of romantic relationship, but the extent of it, unknown, even to her brother. My sister had a big heart. She's trying to help out. That sister saying her brother has long dealt with drug and mental health issues. Quote, he's sick. He's really sick. Police finally caught up with him in Tucson, driving Catherine's car. Put your hands up. What's that? What's up? Put your hands What's on the wall. Uh, what am I being pulled over for, sir? Get on your knees. Get on your knees. On your knees. You're under arrest. A body just found has now believed to be that of a missing teacher, a kindergarten teacher. The case now called a homicide. The body found in Mayer, Arizona. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Police in Flagstaff now say they have found a body they believe to be that of a missing kindergarten teacher, Catherine Garospi, in Mayer, Arizona. The teacher goes missing after she bails out a friend from jail. Flagstaff Police Sergeant Corey Runge says there are details and directions that led authorities to the area in Mayer, where the body was found. First of all, what do we know about this young lady? Cheryl White, Crime Stories investigative reporter, is with us, along with Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, and veteran criminal defense attorney Troy Slayton, joining us out of L.A. To Alan Duke, what can you tell us about the victim, Catherine? What do we know about her? She taught at Glendale Elementary School and... She also had part-time job at a railway. What do you mean a railway? What What is that? It's a tourist railway where you take a scenic train ride. Oh, okay. So according to Catherine's father, 
her real love was teaching children. That was what she wanted to do with her life. According to her dad, Raymond, she knew when she was in high school that she wanted to be a teacher. Her whole life was about being a teacher. She didn't want to teach anybody more than kindergarten or first grade, and she loved dealing with children. Now, he wanted his daughter to move home to California, but she fell in love with the Grand Canyon State while attending the Arizona State University. She loved the weather. She loved the sunshine. She loved the area. She loved it there so much that she took a second job as a tour guide on the Grand Canyon Railroad in Williams. She, she loved it. She loved passing on information and meeting all the people. She loved the outdoors. She loved hiking and camping with her dog. And I can't help but wonder if that is how she met this friend who had a theft charge that she picked up from jail. That's the last thing we know she did. Out to forensic psychiatrist, Dr. Daniel Bober. You're hearing me tell you about her as a person. I doubt very much, Dr. Bober, that she came in contact with this so-called friend, a male friend, at the kindergarten class, all right? It had to be when she was out and about hiking or at this Grand Central Railroad that she, the Grand Canyon Railroad in Williams. It's a, a tourist thing. What do you think, doctor? I, I, I agree with you, Nancy. I think that if she was working with tourists, she may have come into contact with him. It may have been sort of a transient situation where this is a woman who meets people from out of town all the time. You know, what I'm getting at, Dr. Bober, is... How this has befallen her. For those of you just joining us, the body of this gorgeous young kindergarten teacher in Arizona has just been found. The last thing we know she did was pick up a friend that was bonded out of jail, jail, on a theft charge. That seems pretty mild, doesn't it, Dr. Bober? It's questionable to me, Nancy. How good of a friend could this be? If she was bailing him out of a j- of jail for theft, I wonder how long she really knew him for. You know, I'm looking at this to Troy Slayton joining us about the Grand Canyon Railway. Millions of people around the world since it started have gone on it. And it's called the Romance of Voyage by Train. That's what they say, where the person hears all the fo- folklore and tales from a crew that can tell you anything you want to know about the incredible surroundings, you know, like the Old West, the Grand Canyon, uh, all of that. And that was what she loved to do when she wasn't teaching. So Troy Slayton, how did this guy get out of jail? What do we know about her so-called friend, Troy Slayton? Well, he, she actually bonded him out. He was in custody on theft and gun charges And she let him out of jail because it seems like they had some sort of romantic interest in each other. And there is nothing at this point that connects him to her disappearance. According to Troy Slate, there was a romantic relationship between her and this so-called friend, but that's not according to her family. Listen. My sister had a big heart. She was trying to help out him. You know, if he's he was her boyfriend or not, or just a friend, she she wanted to help someone that was having a hard time because she believed it was the way to help him turn his life around. Now, romance or no romance, what we do know is the missing teacher, Catherine, bails him out, bails him out. Now, what we think is that he took off in her car. Let me go back out to Cheryl White, crime stories investigative reporter. Why is it believed? He carjacked her car after she bails him out. Well, there are reports out of Arizona that there was blood found in her blood found in her RAV4 that he was driving when he was arrested. Take a listen to what we learned right after the arrest. 
He was in jail, accused of stealing his sister's car back in August. That sister, Lauren Mossman, spoke with me by phone, saying her brother has long dealt with drug and mental health issues. Quote, he's sick. He's really sick. Mossman tells me her brother and Catherine Grosby met at a Williams restaurant back in August, where Malzahn waited tables, which sparked a romantic relationship. After the August incident, Mossman tells me she did not want her brother bonded out of jail, but Grosby had a plan to get him back on his feet. Malzahn's sister says her brother had a lot of problems. Quote, I knew he was going to snap, but I never thought he'd do this. It's unclear what specifically she's referencing, but says he cried while on the phone with her from jail Sunday night. Malzahn, in custody on unrelated charges, considered a suspect in Gorospi's disappearance. His sister telling me, quote, our hearts are with Catherine and her family. Mike Pelton, ABC 15, Arizona. Officers arrested Charlie Malzahn after responding to the report of a possible stolen vehicle. You know what I'm learning to Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist? He was bailed out by the missing teacher for carjacking his own sister. That's where the theft comes from. Carjacking on his own sister. Uh, The sister tells police he called her and told her the van, the keys, everything was at the Canyon Club in Williams. She found that out and they found the car. Now, that's what happened. Also, he had been carrying a loaded Beretta 9mm handgun and that the gun was hot, i.e. stolen. So let me understand something. Dr. Bober, how does a beautiful young girl, a kindergarten teacher that works as a tour guide in her spare time, fall for a creep like this. How does that work, Bober? Well, Nancy, you see it every day in society. Uh, women who seemingly have everything going for them, going for people who have low moral character. A lot of times it's because of self-esteem issues and you know all the things that we hear in pop psychology going back to your childhood. So unfortunately, very often the right people don't come uh, into contact with the right people. Sometimes it's uh, people like this. Well, this is what we know. Ever since Catherine Gorospi bailed him out, she has not been seen since. And then her body turns up, you know, in the, in this distant location and her car covered in blood. That's what we know right now, Cheryl White. What more can you tell me? Well, I can tell you that this same guy is also as- accused of assaulting a female student at Arizona State University in her dorm room. I don't get it. It's like a revolving door, Alan Duke. The student in her dorm room, the carjacking, the sister. Now the body of this missing Arizona kindergarten teacher is found after she bails him out. He allegedly steals her car and uses all her credit cards, and she ends up dead, Alan Duke. Well, I I was watching this interview of the sister of this man. said he was sick. He was really, really sick. said, I knew he was going to snap, but I never thought he'd do this. And this is the guy's sister. But when she says sick, that she's just talking about he's on drugs. That's not a mental illness, Alan. No, she's saying, I knew he was going to snap, but I never thought he'd do this. So, so Daniel Bober, help me out with this. Voluntary use of drugs or alcohol is not going to be a defense, Daniel. Correct, Nancy. And this, what this guy has sounds a lot darker, a lot more sinister than just simple substance use. I mean, sounding more and more like the guy is a full-blown sociopath, given his history. And what we're learning, Alan Duke, is that they met at a restaurant near the, the railroad. This is according to that sister. She says it was her understanding that her brother met the teacher at a restaurant near the railroad in Williams and that she befriended him and they became romantically involved, which led up to this tragedy. I mean, his history, his rap sheet goes all the way back to, we know, 2012, convicted of ag assault on a police officer, resisting arrest. I mean, when a cop tells you to stop, put your hands up, stop and put your hands up. Uh, DUI, the carjack of the sister, the alleged attack in a dorm room. It goes on and on. Again, Dr. Bober, I'm looking for answers. How could somebody like Catherine get mixed up with a guy like this? Well, this is a career criminal, and what we know about people who have personality types like this, psychopathic personalities or antisocial, 
um, different terms for very similar things are they're very cunning, they're very scheming, and they're very charismatic. And people get taken in by them. Like, for example, uh, you know, Ted Bundy was someone who fit this type of personality. He was very cunning, very scheming. Women responded to him and he was, you know, he knew how to sort of get them under his spell, so to speak. I'm just, I'm just sick about it. And her family is devastated. We will watch as the case unfolds. Let's pause just one moment to thank our partner. It's Link AKC. Guys, you know how much I love our family dog, Nitro, a.k.a. Fat Boy, and how I'm always on the lookout for fun new things we can try. Well, I found this amazing new collar, and it is called Link AKC, and it is so much more than just a collar. Backed by the American Kennel Club, Link AKC Collar is a GPS locator, a fitness activity tracker, and a smartphone app all rolled into one. I love the GPS locator part. You always know where your dog is. Did he get out of the yard? Did he jump the fence? You can see exactly where your dog is at all times right on the app. Total peace of mind. My favorite part is the activity and wellness tracker. You know, it doesn't matter how old your dog is, whether it's a pure breed, a mixed, or a mutt like Fat Boy. Link AKC shows the exact amount of activity every dog needs. I wish my fitness band did that. I may not want to know the answer. It's easy to set up. There are sizes for every dog, and it's super comfortable. And Link AKC looks great on Fat Boy. Head to our Instagram and Facebook to check out the picture I posted of Fat Boy in his collar. He's looking good. Keep your dog safe, happy, healthy. It all got even easier with a special offer from Link AKC. Go to linkakc.com and use code Nancy to save 30% on your order with free shipping. Hello, code Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, to save 30% on your order with free shipping at linkakc.com. Linkakc.com, code Nancy. Thanks, Link AKC. Deadbeat dads. I remember when I first went to the district attorney's office if you were not going to try cases and didn't want to strike juries, there was always a place for you in the, quote, child support recovery unit, i.e. chasing deadbeat dads. But who would have thunk a multimillionaire family living in a, what, $8 million mansion? He's a deadbeat dad? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. This shows it doesn't matter. How rich you are, how educated you are, how many children you have or don't have, what zip code you live in. They're deadbeat dads everywhere. I'm talking about Tori Spelling's husband, now accused of failure to make a $1,500 a month child support payment for his son from his first marriage. Now, remember everybody. Tori Spelling's husband was once happily married until he went to Canada, I believe it was Vancouver, to shoot a made-for-TV movie. And there he met femme fatale, TV star, and multimillionaire Tori Spelling. Her father, Aaron Spelling, made a slew of mega-hits in Hollywood like um, Heart to Heart, uh, Beverly Hills 90210, Alexis Terezchuk, RadarOnline.com. How many hits did Aaron Spelling make? I, I think that they intentionally have the biggest mansion in Hollywood. They they had they did the biggest mansion in Hollywood it was a one hundred million dollar house, the biggest thing you have ever seen. It had its own gift wrapping room. Aaron Spelling was the wealthiest man in Hollywood. He did also did Dynasty. He did every successful television show for decades. And then he, he dropped dead suddenly, and Tori's mom, Candy Spelling, cut her off. Aaron didn't leave his kids anything in the will. He left them like $800,000. And Candy has since... Well, I don't know why you're saying that's nothing, because that sounds like a whole lot to me. What happened to that eight hundred grand? She spent it in a hot minute. That's almost a million dollars, Alexis Therese, Chuck. I, I don't know what neighborhood you're living in, but... A million bucks is a lot to me. 
Well, to poor little rich girl Tori Spelling, it was not. It is a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me. But for someone who grew up in a $100 million house, it's maybe one month of spending. And that's what she did. So Tori Spelling has five children with Dean McDermott. But he has a child from a previ- his previous marriage. Has anybody told them where babies come from? I mean, they. Uh, th- this is what I know. Troy Slayton, high-powered defense attorney, joining me out of L.A. Every time I turn on my iPad, I see a new story about Tori Spelling not paying her bills. American Express suing her for, like, I got to look it up, like $80,000, this, that. They move from house to house to house. Some people claim to avoid eviction. Don't know if that part's true. But they house shop all the time. They, They live in rentals that are, like, Fifteen, sixty thousand dollars a month rentals, and this guy owes her husband. He's got five children with her, but now he owes one hundred thousand dollars for years of not paying. Now, 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 isn't it true, Troy Slayton? You're the defense lawyer that he was just in Iceland and Mexico with his wife on luxury vacations, and he can't pay for his child by that first wife. Troy, what's your defense? He's going to have to go before the judge in what's called an order to show cause re-contempt and explain why he shouldn't be held in contempt for failing to keep the promise that he made to the court of paying at least $1,500 a month towards that $100,000 arrears. Now, all the money that Tory Spelling has is Troy, not his Troy, money. I love the way you just said that. The promise he made. When you say the promise he made to at least pay the $1,500 a month, you mean when his first wife brought him to court back in March and he was heading to jail for lack of payment and he started crying. He started crying. Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, joining us. Dr. Bober, I'm all about showing your emotions, but Dr. Bober, the man is sitting outside of court crying because he might be sent to jail like every other deadbeat dad in America is supposed to, swearing, blubbering, snotting all over himself in front of God and everybody, as we like to say, that he swears he's going to pay the child support. He swears. Hello, he has not gotten a job. And in fact, he's been lounging in Iceland and Mexico on luxury vacations. What about all those tears and snot? What happened to that, Bober? Well, Nancy, it just goes to show you that it's a class isn't something you buy. This is not about how much money you have. This is about character. And whether you're a deadbeat dad and you make $30,000 a year or you're worth $100 million, it's about character and not meeting your responsibilities. And you know what, Troy Slayton, hold on. I heard what you, where you were heading with that. That's Tory Spelling's money. Now, I know Alexis Tereschuk said that Tory Spelling got cut off, but let me tell you something, Slayton. Tory Spelling is not paying for that whatever $50,000 a month mansion she's just living she just moved into by her yard sale she has in the front yard. Okay. Can you hear me Troy? That mom has got to be supporting her and she's got all that pipeline of money coming in and can't pay $1,500 a month child support. I'm the only person I know, Troy, the only, that paid my student loan. I paid it for 10 straight years, $177.11. I still remember, and I was rock bottom broke, poor American Express. I had to contest their bills every month so I could get enough money, scrape it together to pay them at the end of the month. So I paid that loan come hell or high water. In fact, I was so used to paying it. I overpaid him one month, and they sent it back to me. I framed it, Troy. So why can't he scrape together the money for this child? The court's going to take into consideration all of his other obligations and his income. What obligation? Other children. He has five children with Tori Spelling that he's also responsible for. Five and children. So that means he has six specifically. Six children. Son four. Liam, ten. Finn, five. Both six months. Daughter Stella, nine, Hattie, seven. My goodness, that's quite a brood. Again, did anybody tell them where babies come from? You know, Alexis Terezchuk, RadarOnline.com, every time they have a new baby, don't they have like a photo shoot and there's the possibility of a new reality show and, and, and all of that? What's happening? Tell me about their money. These two are 
the I want to say the hardest workers in Hollywood. But I don't think that's right because these two are constantly trying to get themselves on another reality show so they can eat together, you know, fifteen hundred dollars. But they do. You're exactly right. Tori's mom, Candy, threw her a fifty thousand dollar baby shower for this last baby. Whoa! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've got to get my producer Jackie up off the floor. Jackie, get up. Okay, you got to get back to work. Okay, put your flip-flops back on. Get back to work. Yes, she said a $50,000 baby shower. Why am I putting grapes and cheese on toothpicks in the kitchen when I throw a baby shower? They had a $50,000 baby shower? At the fanciest hotel in Beverly Hills with... What, what is that? What's the fanciest hotel in Beverly Hills? The Hotel Hills? Bel Air. Oh, my. Okay, keep going. And it was over the top. Candy spared no expense whatsoever. You know, these balloon arrangements, candy, food, champagne for the non-pregnant people. Just an over-the-top party. And so Tori and her husband are constantly trying to find something to make some money. And they do all these – they also take these trips for free. So that's what Dean's going to say. He's so sneaky. He's going to say, well, we took all these trips for free and we just have to put – How do they get free trips to Iceland? I want to go to Iceland. Everybody's going to Iceland now. You need to go. The Real Housewives of Orange County just went. I want to go see the Northern Lights, but I want to get back to the free part. Yep, that's what she does. How does that happen? she gets people – because – People care about her, so she's got a following on Instagram, and people pay her for things, and then she puts pictures up online, and she gets money. So she is working the system within sh- that she works in. She knows how to exploit Hollywood because she's been in it for 100 years. So she and her husband are definitely making money. How would those kids eat? They're constantly – you see them at Target with like three shopping carts worth of stuff. Target's not giving them that stuff for free. They are spending money that they are making, but they are not giving it to his son. You know, Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, I think this is some sort of an illness because when we go to Target – um, I actually had to cut back our Target trips. But when we go to Target, when, right before we get to the checkout, I go, everybody, take two things out that we don't need. And that's at Target, for Pete's sake. What is this with the compulsive spending, Dr. Bober? Well, you know, there's a principle in economics that says that people will tend to spend more on luxury items than necessities. So clearly uh, their priorities need to be rearranged because they're out of step with reality. You know, I'm I'm looking at what the mom uh, the son, Mary Jo Eustace says, quote, he bounces my son's tuition, is delinquent in paying my, son, my son's therapist bills while he shops visibly and throws lavish parties for his other five children. Okay, uh, the, the home is $8,000 a month, and I'm looking at it right now. It's huge. There's a giant tennis court, a pool house, a pool, another little house. Um, well, it's humongous. It's Where's Woodland Hills? Alan Duke, what is Woodland Hills? That's where they live. Uh, Woodland Hills is right next to Calabasas, you know, the famous area the Kardashians and a lot of other famous people live in. It's uh, just out the 101. Well, I mean, is it a nice area? What what can you tell me about it? Yes, there's some very nice areas of of Woodland Hills. uh, uh, Too expensive for my blood. Now, I want to go back to Alexis Tereschuk. Dean McDermott, Tori Spelling's husband, was just in court in March. You remember I told you out in the hall, snotting and crying. What became of that? Wasn't that when the the first wife, Mary Jo Eustace, took him to court to make him pay child support or else go to jail? What, how did he manage to get out of jail that time? He scraped together a couple thousand dollars, which we can only imagine came from Candy Spelling, his mother-in-law, because they don't have any money. But he, you know, he and Tori are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, so he just said, I don't have a single dime to give you. We just got sued by a bank saying that we owe them $280,000. What? Wait, wait, what? That, what? A bank says they owe $285,000? Yep. For what? For a loan that they took out that they never repaid. So they are, what's the phrase? Borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. They're taking out bank loans from this bank to pay off this credit card. I mean, they, they have no money is what they say all the time. And that's what he tells the judge. Dr. Daniel Bober, as much as I look up to you, your last answer was very unsatisfying. In what way, Nancy? Dr. Daniel Bober, psychiatrist, joining me. What I'm talking about, 
Well, I, I didn't really understand. I'm asking you about the compulsive spending, why people do it. Because according to sources, Tori Spelling's debt is massive. And it seems to be that she is buried under six figures. That's at least $100,000, but more like five or $600,000 of credit card debt and back taxes. I mean, the last thing I want to do is mess with the tax man. I mean, it's not the last, but one of the last things I want to do. You do not want the IRS three inches up your tailpipe. You do not because they get a hold of you and they won't let go. And once they start on you, they stick with you for years to come. But they owe taxes and credit card debt. I, I, I don't understand that with all that money. Why? Well, you know what, uh, Nancy? Compulsive spending, compulsive gambling, compulsive sexual behavior. It's really all about the same thing, which is using uh, behaviors to deal with uncomfortable feelings. So there very well might be some underlying ment- mental illness uh, in Tori. Uh, she's using these spending sprees to cope with these feelings that she's dealing with what feelings she's got five beautiful children she lives in a mansion her mom gives her uh, unlimited money and she's a tv star what feelings are you talking about that she's dealing with well you know nancy you you look you look over your shoulder there's always someone that has it worse off than you and for some people it's never good enough it's never enough it's that's something that's in their personality and their character a sense of entitlement and things that they never had that they well, wish they did. Well, this is what we know. Tori Spelling's shame, her husband Dee McDermott's son bank account was drained in the deadbeat dad's IRS doing. Reports the IRS emptied the couple's bank accounts for years of unpaid federal taxes. And that includes son Jack's savings also drained. Let me ask you, Alexis Tereschuk, RadarOnline.com, Troy Slayton. Troy, when we are talking about this mountain of debt, I mean, I I don't see any way they can declare bankruptcy, can they? They certainly can. Uh, However, there's a a lot of uh, requirements in order to do that. But more importantly, Nancy, we don't have a debtor's prison in this country. And the court certainly isn't going to help anyone by throwing Dean McDermott into jail, which is one of the options available to the court if he doesn't keep his promises. You know, I agree we don't have a debtor's prison, but deadbeat dads that don't support their children, you know, just drop How's just that gonna- drop off a pack of Pampers on the front porch once a month. That doesn't work. How is that going to help pay the bills? Putting him in jail. Well, when they get out of jail, they'll certainly be motivated. But this is nothing new for these two. Alexis Tereschuk, RadarOnline.com, a new lawsuit was filed where City National Bank is suing them uh, for failure to pay on that loan you first talked about. According to L.A. Superior Court documents, the couple borrowed $400,000 from the bank. Not only that, there's $185,000 plus additional interest um, going on in another loan. What about American Express? American Express said that they had not paid their bills. I believe that was to the tune of $100,000. They are literally maxing out every credit card, getting money from every bank that will give them a loan. And of course, people will probably give Tori Spelling a loan based on what they think about her Hollywood image instead of actually looking at her actual finances, which are in a terrible situation. And she is, you know, she was even at the pumpkin patch this last weekend. I've been to that pumpkin patch one time. It is the most expensive pumpkin patch you could ever imagine. And I guess because she's a celebrity, maybe she gets in for free, but she is it's a type of pumpkin patch where like a teeny tiny pumpkin is $15 and it's outrageous. Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott allegedly burned through $18 million in eight years, $18 million in eight years, according to star. How do they do it? This as they're being sued by American express for 87 dollars thousand dollars of credit card debt 
you know, Dr. Daniel Bober, psychiatrist, you try to suggest it was to solve some deep-seated emotional issues. B.S. Bober, I'm not buying that. You could say that about every single person that's that can't pay their credit cards in America. There's a mental problem. I'm not buying that. Uh, Nancy, it's a, it's a spectrum. It comes in degrees. I'm not saying that every person that can't pay their bills has a mental illness. I'm just saying that in her case, this is someone that always grew up with great wealth, and she probably never learned uh, to budget, and she's not uh, from a family that's frugal. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily mental illness. I'm just saying it's something that, uh, in her case, might be due to it. Well, all I know is the son is standing by Troy Slayton, seeing lavish parties thrown for the other five children while his savings account was drained and his tuition payment bounced, Troy that's what he's going through. That's certainly not a good thing, and I can't imagine how he must be feeling. However, you can't pay what you don't have. And although all it may look lavish to the outside, that's not Dean McDermott's How about money. getting that's a job? Not, you thought of that, Troy? It's not, getting a job? You know, working? You know that thing you do in court? The work thing? Are, are you suggesting that he get you know, my a job? Yeah, my dad, who worked for... McDonald's flipping burgers? Yes. Yes, anything. Just work for Pete's sake. Don't live off your wife like a leech. Long story short, this is what I know, Alexis. You met my father and my mother many times. My dad would go to work at the railroad even when he was having chest pains in the morning. My mom never missed a day's work. Why? Why? Both of them even having second jobs. And if they can do it, and I can do it, he can do it. So it's jail for him. That's my prediction. Well, it ain't over yet. There's even more in the sex assault investigations of Hollywood honcho Harvey Weinstein. With me, Alexis Tereschuk, RadarOnline.com. Alexis, what's happening now? Well, Harvey Weinstein officially resigned from his board, the Weinstein Company, even though he was fired on October 8th. There was a board meeting on Tuesday, and he apologized. He actually said, I have a real problem, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the trouble and confusion I've caused. He was apparently very contrite. He was on the phone from his treatment center in Arizona. He was Treatment not, center? Well, what? He has, he's entered treatment. He, for what? Rape? <laughs> that's I've he, got a, a says, treatment center for him. It's the LA County Jail. How about that treatment center? Well, what people are saying is is that it's a sex addiction treatment center. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, every time a rich guy gets busted for rape, sex harassment, sex assault, cheating, he claims he has an addiction. I have never bought into the sex addiction thing. I think it's basically some people, if they can get away with it, they do it. Well, you know what, Nancy? I, the, the American Psychiatric Association doesn't really recognize sex addiction as a real illness. I do think some people exhibit compulsive sexual behavior, but I think in Mr. Weinstein's case, I really see it as a complete cop-out. I think this is just a guy who's really narcissistic and predatory and is uh, self-obsessed and feels like the rules don't apply to him and he can do whatever he wants. So I think this is probably something... That was generated by his publicists and his lawyers uh, to cover up for really bad behavior that was totally willful on his part. Well, Alexis Terezchuk with RadarOnline.com. Psychologists and sex therapists are now speaking out, insisting that sex addictions are not a real disorder and that rehab cannot, quote, treat someone accused of rape. This after 34 women and climbing have accused him of sex harassment and or rape. Weinstein changes his private jet route mid-air and goes to Wickenburg, Arizona for a $37,000 a month treatment facility, The Meadows, where people like Tiger Woods and Kate Moss go. I mean, Alexis, they have equine therapy, you know, where you go pet a horse. This guy should have been charged with rape and let a jury decide what really happened. I mean, now there are multiple women's cl- women claiming he didn't just threaten me or chase me around in his bathrobe. He raped me. Well, finally, it looks like 
that some local law enforcement agencies in New York, they have said, the law enforcement in New York has said, we are investigating cases that are against him. We don't care about statute of limitations. We, we don't think they apply here. We are looking into him. And they're talking about criminally prosecuting him, as well as the Los Angeles city attorney, Mike Fuhrer announced, he said, look, this is an epidemic. We want you to come forward. I understand this could be tough. Come to the police. We are ready and willing to prosecute not only Harvey Weinstein, but anyone else. Don't be afraid because they want the people to come forward because he's ready. Well, we now know if American police, such as NYPD, were afraid to do anything to the mighty Harvey Weinstein, even after they got one of his alleged victims on a wire getting Weinstein to basically admit he had groped her against her will. They did nothing about it. That's you, Manhattan District Attorney. Now Scotland Yard is up his tail, Alexis. They are because there have been multiple women in London who have said that Harvey raped them. So they are looking into it as well. And this is such a good thing that so many people feel so empowered after decades of silence to come forward and to, because for so long they had to hide it because Harvey was the most powerful person in Hollywood without a doubt. And so they now are coming forward. They're talking to their friends. They're saying it publicly and they're talking to law enforcement. They're talking to the police and there might actually be some legal repercussions for him. He might actually get arrested and prosecuted for these crimes. Many sex therapists and mental health professionals insist there's no such thing as sex addiction. And according to Dr. Daniel Bober, a forensic psychiatrist joining me today, it is not recognized as an official disorder by the American Academy of Psychiatry. Sun insists the, quote, diagnosis is used as an excuse for people to just justify their bad behavior and their crimes. Um, Dr. Bober, you refer to compulsive acts. Compulsivity can span the boards like we we're just talking about Tory Spelling, compulsively spending money. Now we're talking about Harvey Weinstein, compulsively sex harassing, assaulting, allegedly even raping women. It's compulsive. It's lack of impulse control. That is not a mental illness, Bober. Hold on, I'm going to throw that to Troy Slate, defense attorney, because this is going to turn into a mental defect defense. That's not a mental illness, Troy Slayton. Well, if you can convince the jury that he, if there were to be a criminal trial, that he was unable to tell right from wrong, that could provide a defense. But the thing that concerns me is it seems like a lot of people uh, jumping on a potential bandwagon for money. There's going to be a lot of civil suits from people like Gloria Allred and now somewhat disgraced um, uh, uh, attorney Lisa Bloom. Troy Slayton, you mentioned Gloria Allred, but, and Lisa Bloom, her daughter, Lisa cannot represent any of these victims ethically because, I, I don't think she can, because she briefly represented Weinstein. True, she ditched him, but she briefly represented him, but I can see Gloria representing many of these sex attack victims. I mean, Harvey Weinstein seeking sex addiction treatment? Seriously? What it is is misogyny and taking advantage of those weaker than yourselves. That is not a mental illness, Troy. So how do you think this is going to line up in court? Because that's where it's headed. Well, he is protected by what's called the statute of limitations in many of these cases. Many of them are so old that they're what's called time barred. They're so old that he can no longer be prosecuted. And the career prosecutors in the Los Angeles, uh, so far in Los Angeles, but in New York uh, County, they've declined to prosecute. These are career prosecutors who looked at the evidence compiled by the NYPD and said that there's not enough evidence to bring a criminal case. Okay, what, what about this? Dr. Daniel Butler is with me, forensic psychiatrist. We see a long parade of men getting caught in this type of hypocrisy, claiming they've got sex addiction. Now, what Troy Slayton is saying is that a statute of limitations may stop some women from coming forward because the cases are too old. But in New York and California and other states, there is no statute on certain sex attacks. So even old cases can come forward, Dr. Bober. Oh, yes, I just wanted to comment on something that Troy had said. You know, in terms of uh, uh, an insanity defense, he clearly knows the difference between right and wrong. 
I don't think that he can use sex addiction as a defense uh, because, again, the behavior was willful, it was volitional, and he knew exactly what he was doing and why he was doing it. Uh, Alexis Terezchuk, RadarOnline.com, investigative reporter. Isn't it true Gloria Allred just made a pretty interesting offer to Harvey Weinstein? What was it, Alexis? She said, look, Harvey, there are going to be a lot of women that are going to come forward. I've already had a lot of women talk to me. What you could do is you should go into arbitration or mediation, meaning there are two options. He could go in front of a judge, a neutral judge with these women. You can present your side, Harvey. These women will present their side. The judge will decide. And then if there's any sort of payment that the judge feels you should be paying them, you give them. Or another thing would be an arbitration, which would be, again, everybody would be involved and a settlement would be decided. She's telling Harvey, you're going to lose when all of these people come forward. So do it now, willingly, and it will probably be better for you. And you can get your truth out there. You're saying all of these people, this is all consensual sex. Nobody did anything they didn't want to do. You're not guilty. Then come to, come to a legal setting and get your side out there. It would only be beneficial for you when if you're telling the truth. Well, as Dr. Bober said uh, very clearly, psychiatrists have long debated whether to include sex addiction as a real diagnosis in the uh, DM. Well, let me just say it, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It's the DSM-V. And DSM-5, yeah. Yes, and it has not been included on purpose. Now, back to what Gloria Allred has offered Weinstein. Take a listen to famed attorney Gloria Allred. A number of accusers have contacted me about their allegations, but I've had to inform them that the statute of limitations, that arbitrary time period set by law, has expired and is therefore too late for them to assert a legal claim. Mr. Weinstein could, however, decide that he would like to resolve these allegations and waive and agree not to assert the statute of limitations. That is exactly what we believe that he should do. Mr. Weinstein may believe that some of these claims are false, or he may believe that some are true. He may believe that he has not had his day in court on these allegations and that he has not been treated fairly. Many women who allege that they are his victims feel the same way. I believe that there is a way to provide justice for these alleged victims and for Mr. Weinstein. I am inviting him to agree to engage in an arbitration of these claims with these alleged victims and with an agreed upon retired judge. The women could present their claims of sexual harassment, and Mr. Weinstein can present his defense. If the judge finds in favor of the victims, the judge could award damages according to proof at trial. If Mr. Weinstein prevails, he would be able to announce the result to the public. In the alternative, he could also agree to a confidential mediation. This is a process to resolve these claims. And if you don't believe it, Take a listen for yourself to this undercover, secretly taped audio of Harvey Weinstein with one of his alleged victims. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. I don't drink. Uh, and I stay water. on the bar? No, you must come here now. No. Look, look, please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm, I'm, I now you're embarrassing me. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I cannot. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for I, me. I, I need to know a person to I be won't touched. do a thing. I don't want to do a thing, please. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. But I, I don't. Come, to the, come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. Okay? That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing you. Just it's just walk. that I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Honey, don't have a thing with me in the it's hall. Not Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children. Please come in. On everything, I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling Please. very uncomfortable right Please now. Please come in now, and one minute. And if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, Why yesterday you, you touch my breast. Please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. Come but on. Are you used Please. to that? Yes, come in. No, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on. Sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. No. They will call me again. Okay? I'm sorry. I promise you I won't do anything. 
I know, but yesterday was too the much guy is coming. I will never do another thing to you five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. It's, I know, but it's kind of like, it's too much for me, I can't. Please, you're making a big scene here. No, Please. but I want to move. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Do you find yourself obsessing over unsolved mysteries? Do you wish there was a group of people just like you to talk motives and alibis with? If so, join the CrimeCon Cold Case Club and work alongside experts and fellow crime sleuths to help uncover new leads and theories in the cold cases they adopt. Their first cold case focuses on the mysterious disappearance of nursing student Mara Murray in 2004, and it's free to join thanks to Oxygen. Sign up now or find more info at club.crimecon.com. That's club.crimecon.com.
If you've just discovered Nancy's Crime Stories radio show here on Sirius XM channel 132, you may not know you can also hear the show as a podcast, a new episode posted each weekday. You can download it from CrimeOnline.com or subscribe to it through iTunes, Google Play, and those other podcasting sites. Big thank you to our partner making today's Crime Stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. <laughs> 